Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. How well, like y'all can answer, but you can always come to the Instagram or the TikTok and leave comments on my posts and stuff and tell me how the heck you are. But uh, how has this October been treating you? I hope well. We are so freaking close to Halloween slash Samhain and I am so excited. I'm technically recording this in September, early September. But um, by the time y'all hear this, I will have already moved into my new home, my new apartment. I will be in another state. And oh my goodness, I'm just, I'm just so excited. Um, I'm so excited for future me. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping that my Instagram is full of cool pictures, or at least on my stories, I've talked to y'all about my new place, because I'm just very excited. Um, But today's topic in continuing in the theme of everything witchy, spooky, etc. for the month of October, this is probably one of my most highly requested topics. So many of y'all want to hear about this, but that is the topic of candle magic. (laughs) And if you want to get technical, I have covered this topic before, but I, I don't think the podcast ever saw the light of day. Like I recorded an episode on candle magic, and then I never put it out. And I think that's because, again, Virgo in the 10th, Virgo midheaven over here, everything I do often is done to such a perfectionist level, that if something isn't good enough, I've like had to learn that good enough, well enough is good enough. And that is like, I never put it out because I was like, oh, I could make this like a video instead of a podcast and I could show different kinds of candles. But y'all, do you know how much candles that would take and how much work that would take? And like, even though I am methodical and I, we love like organized chaos, I just, no, (laughs) in the middle of a move and working on my own mental health and, um, I feel like the next episode should just be like a life update because I just, I have so many new things to kind of report during this time. Maybe for the month of November, we'll get the jump on that and I'll record kind of like in a life update. Um, cause I really enjoy those podcasts. And I know a lot of you really like to hear about them, especially since that mental health episode that went out in September. Um, that one was kind of a doozy. And I feel like I have a lot of in I don't want to say improvements. Like that's my job is to improve, but I feel like a lot has already changed since recording that just a few weeks ago that there's like so much more I have to say, but today we're not focusing on that. (laughs) We're focusing on candle magic. So I feel like in the midst of all that, there's no way I could just make a candle magic video um, and not do it as thorough as I would want to do it. So I feel like we should just talk about it on the podcast here. And hopefully this will leave you with some valuable information about candle magic if you're ever wanting to get into it. Um, I find candle magic to be one of the easiest forms of magic to get into. And there's so much wrapped up in it. Now, all of y'all know, if you listened to the podcast earlier this month, that I am a practicing chaos witch. And chaos witchcraft is very different from most other traditional witchcraft because it it defies all the odds. There's no tradition. There's no rules. There's no 
there's nothing. There's like, it's literally up to the practitioner, to the witch, to do what they see fit in the moment. That is how chaos magic works. And when it comes to candle magic, I feel like I have a lot to say on this because it's, as I said, it's all up to the belief. It's all up to what's coming up in the moment. And so those things can shift from moment to moment when you're talking to a chaos witch. But I also want to say that with candle magic, those of you that are into divination, so you're into tarot card readings, pendulum reading, tea leaf reading, um, poem reading, crystal ball scrying, if y'all are into any form of divination, I feel like candle magic you would really excel at and it would be easy for you to pick it up because when we are looking at candles and trying to def divine what they are saying, what they are doing, what the wax looks like. If you are somebody who is already naturally inclined to divine, or you've already had a lot of experience doing it, doing divination practice, it's very easy to decide what that candle is doing. So, and I feel like that's another thing. I, I know we talk about this a lot, <laughs> but self-trust, it's so important because Let's say you light a candle with so much intention and it starts doing something. If you don't trust yourself to understand the message that it's giving you, then there's already going to be a disconnect right away. So I would encourage y'all that struggle with this because I know a lot of you do because you tell me in like private DMs and stuff. I would encourage those of you that really struggle with this, with believing in your magic and your power. I would encourage you to start using um, what if affirmations. Don't use I am, because I find that if you already struggle with self-belief, I am isn't going to do anything for you. You're just going to feel like you don't believe it and your body doesn't accept it. But if you start using what if affirmations, like, what if this candle gives me a direct message? What if I read this correctly? What if I'm really good at divining candles? What if candle magic is something I super excel at? Rather than saying, I am really good at candle magic. You feel me? Like it just has a totally different vibe. It allows your mind to question the disbelief and actually start to create a belief. So something I would always encourage those of you that struggle with self-belief to do. I even do that now in my own like mental health practice when I feel like things are kind of out of control when it comes to like, like basically what I'm trying to say is like this works in more than one area. It doesn't have to just be for magic. When I'm feeling like overwhelmed or anxious, I, or like a feeling is coming up and it's making me feel a like big, intense, anxious energy. I'll just say things to myself. Like, what if I allowed this feeling to be here? What if I allowed this to come out? That is how I have personally, don't know if it'll work for everybody, but that is how I have avoided panic attacks. Like, if y'all listen to, again, my earlier podcast, you know that the month of June was really hard for me. I had multiple panic attacks. It was very scary. And that is probably one of the most important things that I have done to kind of change that, to really slow down that is just to allow what I'm feeling to be here and to ask those what if questions. Um, so it works in multiple ways. It doesn't have to just be for magical practice use. In any case, um, I feel like if you if you don't trust yourself to read it, there's no like some witches are going to tell you that this is exactly how to read a candle and this is always what it means. And that can be great if you build your belief system around those facts to you, you take them in as facts, then that's how it will work. That's how the candles will manifest to you because you are in control of the energy field around you. So 
for me, I don't really treat it like that. There's no set of specific rules when it comes to candle magic. I do try to take them somewhat literally, though, if that makes sense. So um, let's say... (laughs) Let's say I I can give you like an example. I lit a candle on, what new moon was that? I think it was the Leo new moon. I was doing magic with a friend, which funny story about that. The spell jar that I made, I I feel like I knew better. But again, chaos witch over here (laughs) doing silly shit. Um, I made a a shaker jar, but I put honey inside of it and honey ferments. And so y'all can imagine how that spell jar went, uh, eventually. Um, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. And we learned from our mistakes. Okay. Um, I don't think that that spell didn't work because it never opened, but the lid got kind of weird. So, um, I still think that it worked, but it just, it was a mood. But anyways, I lit a candle on top of that jar, three of them actually. And, one of the candles, there was this like wax dripping and it looked almost like a woman, like a woman climbing. And when I did this spell crafting, it was for like my own mental strength. It was for my own well-being and like building my own confidence back up from this crazy experience that I've been going through. I really wanted to build myself up. And so that was what the whole spell, like the jar was about. That was what all the candles kind of leaned towards that as well. So the wax, as it was like dripping down, it did. It looked like a woman climbing the candle. And it just, to me, that was very symbolic of myself. Climbing and getting closer to that flame, getting closer to reigniting myself when I was feeling really low. And... I can say from that point, we're almost to the Virgo new moon when I'm recording this. It'll be the Virgo new moon, I think, on like Monday. I'm recording this on a Thursday. And I can say from that experience that I do feel like that is what has happened. Like I am feeling so much better every day. Things get easier. And I feel like I have been climbing. And it's funny, I even like bought a book around that same time that randomly found its way to me that... Uh, It's called You Are the Mountain. Many of you have also purchased it from one of my videos that I talked about it and I shared it. Um, So this is what I mean when, when we're reading candles for candle magic. It is my personal opinion that you should take it very literally. Like, watch the candle. What is it doing? What could that resemble metaphorically in your life? If the wax makes an image for you, why do you think that image is manifesting to you? Um, now if we talk about like candle flames, now sometimes I can see pictures in candle flames. I don't know if everybody experiences that, but I do. And I don't know if that's like a psychic thing. I don't know if that's something everybody has the power to do if they focus hard enough. Um, but that's something that I've always been able to do. So I don't really know where that comes from. I don't know what to tell you if that's not something everybody just does, but I have this innate ability that when I really focus my intention on candle flames, I can see images in the flames. And it's not like it's like a movie fucking reeling in the flame. It's that it's more like the flames will make different outlines and pictures. And like it's it's all colored like the flame. It's not like I'm seeing a black and white movie coming out of this flame. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, And so, you know, I will pay attention to that and call out what I see. And 
When it comes to the actual flame though, whether it is a tall, bright, straight up flame, whether the flame is wobbling, whether the flame is flickering, popping, um, again, take it very literally. So if if the flame is straight up and large, this to me is always going to be a symbol that number one, your manifestations are coming in with no blockages and they are going to come in faster the larger the flame is. Um, if the flame is wobbling back and forth a bunch and there's no draft in the room that should be causing that, this to me says that we have a little bit more work to do around the thing that we are asking about. Or there might be a few obstacles that we're going to have to weave through or go into even. Um, but the energy definitely isn't as concentrated and focused on this thing. Um, now this is for like manifestation candles. So it's going to be, excuse me, it's going to be slightly different depending on what you're setting intention for or what you're asking of this candle. So, and I also find that when I do these for like readings on my tarot channel, there is my tarot channel. I love how I just, I mean, I do mostly predominantly read tarot cards, but it's just a YouTube channel. I don't know why I labeled it that way. But <clears throat> um, if you're, you know, setting intention for healing, right? Like reading the energy is going to be a little bit different. So it also kind of depends on what you're doing <laughs> and it, it might shift a little. Um, if the flame is popping, this to me, it, I feel like it's also like a feeling too. Like this is why the psychic sense is so important as well. Not only your self-trust, but also your ability to use your own innate psychic gifts. I believe everybody has psychic gift. I think it's really weird when people say it's hard to be psychic. It's not that it's hard. It's, it's number one, everybody has psychic sense. Some people might have stronger psychic sense than others or different gifts than others, but everybody has psychic sense. And it's not like you have to go, like you can, you can go to like psychic school and learn so much more and do a lot of work to build your skills. I think it's very honorable to do that. I would love to do that, but I don't live, nor will I be living in an area that will have a program like that for me. Um, I'm bringing that up because there is a psychic that I really admire that does like trans healing and she does a lot of psychic school and I think it's so freaking awesome. So, um, I do feel like, you know, you can go that route, but you have to realize that like everybody does have psychic gift. It might just be that you aren't listening to yours or you don't know what it is yet, um, but it is something that everybody has the ability to have. And so when you are doing candle magic, you can rely on those psychic senses as well. You know, if you get visions, you can use that to maybe try to read the actual flame. If you get feelings, light candles and spend some time with them, see how you feel. So if I see a candle popping, for instance, and I'm using my clear feeling, I'm going to, if it's popping and I'm getting like an uneasy feeling, this to me says that some shit is about to go awry. But if I'm seeing this candle popping and sparking and I'm feeling really good, the energy is feeling overtly positive, this to me is a really good sign. This is like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen so fast, the flame can't even fucking keep up. So it's, it's, it really depends. <laughs> this, I swear it's on, be that's on being a chaos, which like, it's so hard to give instruction to other people, even though I know that's what people love from me is like, very thorough instruction. It's hard to give instruction because chaos magic doesn't have instructions. I can tell you what I do, but that again can change from moment to moment. So 
it's really about you believing in what you're seeing or what you're feeling or, you know, you feel me? Now, when it comes to candle magic, again, you can go very traditional with it. You can use like a color guide, um, which everybody I feel like has a different opinion on this. This is just my opinion. Again, I don't follow anybody's tradition, but I use um, red for like passion, sometimes to even ignite my own flame, like my own internal confidence flame, but for passion, for drive, um, orange is usually used for ambition, yellow for happiness, um, green for healing and money and abundance, blue for tranquility. Um, and I do believe that light blue and dark blue have different meanings, but I usually use them interchangeably. Again, that chaotic energy over here. Um, purple is usually used for psychic gift, like enhancing psychic gifts, uh, pink is used for self-love, romantic love it can be used for, but I would go more red for romantic love. But again, no rules here. Um, brown is usually for the house or for the home, like uh, protection spells for the home, or uh, maybe you're trying to call in a new home. Brown is a great color. Um silver i want to say silver and gold are usually like ancestor work angel work astral projecting work um what else i'm trying to think of other colors like obviously you can get into like different shades like teal candles and magenta candles you know things like that black to me is always going to be protection uh and white is the universal you can always use a white candle for anything so um that's on like candle colors. But again, you don't even have to go with anything I just suggested. You can totally make up your own color guide and it's your belief that you bring to the table that makes it so, if you believe that. <laughs> this is why I always tell y'all that your belief is the most important thing. It's your most, it's your greatest asset. Your authenticity and your belief is your greatest power that you can ever bring into a spiritual practice. Because if you're acting authentically, number one, you're going to be the most powerful version of yourself. And if you actually believe in your ability to do things, oh my gosh. Like, honestly, if you, if any of y'all struggle with that, when you're doing candle magic and you're trying it out and you're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work. I would encourage y'all go to YouTube, look up a confidence meditation, do that first, or put on some like, excuse me, sorry, I just like popped into the mic. Um, or you can do like, dancing play just dance for like 15 minutes before you do it get your energy as high as possible because that's going to make you feel more confident and if you bring that energy to what you're trying to do it is like guaranteed success in my opinion um i wonder is there anything else i really want to say on that um, I mean, also you can have like, let's say you stuck a candle down and the candle falls. Sometimes that to me is like, you're not ready to do this, or maybe you did it with the wrong intention, or maybe you need to, um, maybe the, like, why would it try to fall away from you? Which way did it fall? Did the candle fall towards you? Is it wanting more from you? Did the candle fall away? Is it not ready for you? Like there's, there is so much that goes into the language of reading a candle that it would be so hard to encompass one single podcast into it. Like I could literally sit here and just study candles while I talk to y'all about this, which I don't have any lit right now, which is really weird. Um, I could sit and study candles and I probably still wouldn't be able to cover everything. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about dressing your candle now that we've kind of talked about like reading the candle and where that comes from and what that is and like ways to do it. I want to talk to you about dressing your candles. So dressing your candle, you do not have to do this. You can just light candles. You don't have to dress them. But if you want to take things a step further, dressing your candle can be just like an extra boost in what you're doing. You can do it really simply. Like if I could give you something to even try, let's say that you are feeling like really unmotivated. Okay. Let's say you want to get some motivation. I would encourage if I were going to do it for myself, I would use an orange candle. You can even just use like olive oil. You don't need to go out of your way to purchase like witchcrafted oils. Now, if you have some oil, like maybe you bought from an apothecary, you bought a confidence boosting oil, use that, put it on your candle because it's already been infused with that intention for you. And that's just going to add to what you're doing. But if you don't have it, Olive oil is fine. Avocado oil is fine. Coconut oil is fine. Like anything that you have on hand is going to be fine. Um, it's again, the intention that you bring to it. And then um, cinnamon often is used for passion, for creativity, excitement, haste, for like making things happen quickly. Um, you could just roll that candle in a little bit of cinnamon. The end. Done. Put it on the, put it wherever you're going to stand it up or in a holder and light it with the intention. Done. That's it. Done. Or you can do so much more than that. You can do a blend of herbs. You know, maybe you want to bring, um, maybe you want to bring also into that motivation candle, um, I'm trying to think maybe you want to bring like joy in doing it. So you add in some calendula petals into the cinnamon right? We bring in that element that comes from the sun and joy, happiness, and we use cinnamon as well. And now you have even more intention that's gone into it. So when you're doing this, I would also recommend like if you're going to dress your candle, I always go from top to bottom because as above, so below. But again, you don't have to follow any rules if you don't want to. I don't like sometimes it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> but <clears throat> Um, I feel like in like traditional witchcraft, this is kind of what I'm talking about at the moment with the candle magic. You know, I'll go from like the wick to the base and then I will usually use like a tin foil or a napkin or something like parchment paper, something that I can toss later because candle dressing can get messy <laughs> um, and you just want to sprinkle in your herbs, kind of mix them up with your hands, and then just roll that oiled candle right into the herbs. And then again, just put it in your candle holder, set your intentions, and light it. So I feel like with candle magic, I feel like a lot of magical practice people are very intimidated by, and maybe that's why it comes up a lot for me in questions and stuff, is it can feel really intimidating in the beginning when you've never tried anything. And there's also this like, ooh, is it going to work? What if it doesn't work? You know, again, the more that you do it and see that it works for you, the more you're going to instill in, and hone your own self-belief in your power. And as you do that, you get better and better and better and better at doing it. Um, I also think it's really valuable when you feel ready to do so to light candles for like friends or family or somebody that maybe like if they're having a hard time or they're going for a job interview or something really important is coming up in their life. Obviously I, you get, can do it however you want to, but I do feel like in traditional witchcraft, most often people will ask 
the recipient like do you want me to light a candle for you because it's just like respectful to ask before you just practice magic for somebody else but um you know lighting a candle for that person and then asking them hey do you feel like that helped did you notice a shift in your energy did you and you know pick somebody that would be really honest with you about it because again that will only hone your belief farther, especially if you have a hard time feeling like you believe it. If you're able to work magic for somebody else and then give you feedback, that's even more strengthening in my opinion. Um, I've done that several times. Done something and then asked for feedback. And just to see like, oh, did that work really well? You know, and most often... I do usually get people that would be like, yeah, I totally felt a difference. Like the moment that you sent me a picture of it when you lit it, like I felt it felt different. So just interesting stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that in terms of candle magic that I could just like come up with, not come up with, but like spew off the top of my head that I'm remembering about candle magic. Because I mean, gosh, there's even like cord cutting with candles there's lighting candles for deities there's lighting candles for like relationships and kind of what they're doing how the candle flames interact with each other I feel like is another really strong topic and I feel like when you like let's say you're lighting a some people disagree with this but I think it's valid and I've used it and I've liked it but when you're trying to like cut a tie with somebody and you wrap a twine or a thread or something around two candles and then light them, um, there is so much that comes out of that ritual. There is so much information you can get from the candles. Who burnt the line first? Who tried to attach to who? Did any of the candles fall towards the other? Did um, Which way is the wax dripping? Is one dripping towards the other? Um... When the twine got caught on fire, what happened? Did one of the candles get super enraged? Like, did it get super inflamed? There are so many aspects to look at when you're doing a spell like that, that the candle will tell you everything you need to know. Like, let's say you lit two candles, tied the twine around either of them, lit them both, and then just kind of watch them. And the person you were trying to cut ties with, their their candle... Um, didn't hit the twine first, but yours did. And then it actually went across and burnt the other candle. And that candle went up in flames because it was pissed about letting go of that energetic cord. Like there is so much to be like seen, especially the more candles you bring in and how they interact with each other. You can do the same thing with deity work. If you work with deities and they have individual candles, you can watch the flames and see what they're doing. Like... If you light a flame for like a deity and you have music on that they like, you will literally see that flame dance if they're happy about it. Like it's, it's so crazy. Um, candles are so cool. And it's one of like the fastest ways I feel like to achieve more self-trust in your practice because it is an instantaneous thing. You can watch a candle and it will shift and change and move and give you information and it's just, it's a fun time. It's good. We love it. So I will link some candles down for you as well, down, down below. If any of y'all are looking for some candles, um, I usually buy mine on Amazon if I can't get to a local store, which during this time in the world, getting out to local witch stores is kind of hard. 
Um, but Amazon sells like a box of a hundred for like 20 bucks and it will last you quite a while. So I'll do that sometimes. Um, you can get holders as well from different places. Um, I'll link some stuff down below for you if you're interested in that. And, um, I think that's all I'm going to cover in this episode. I feel like I've been talking a thousand miles a minute. Like I'm, I feel like I've just had a lot to like pour out in this episode, but I hope this gave you some information on like how to start working with candles. I hope it's instilled like some form of confidence in you to want to try it out because I think it's one of like the most beginner friendly practices, candle magic, candle magic, candle magic, very beginner friendly. Um, you can use things you have in your house. You don't have to buy little spell candles. You can literally use like a candle from the Dollar Tree. And oh, 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 you know what? Before I go, I want to tell y'all one last thing about candles um, that has to do with like enacting your spirit guides, basically, because that is one way that you can get in contact with your spirit guides is using a candle. But before we do that, I do want to uh, take a little break so that uh, we can hear a word from today's sponsor. Okay, so the last part of this episode, I want to talk about contacting your spirit guides. And this is something that I have done myself. This is something I've instructed other people on. Um, I just think it works really well. And I've heard of a lot of ways of contacting your spirit guides. This is just one way. But I encourage those of you that are wanting to, to get a seven-day candle, which you can get those at any dollar store. Target even sells them. Um, I would do white for spirit guides. I just think that it is, unless like you do talk to your spirit guides and they've asked for a certain color, um, I would just do white. White is always going to be your best bet, especially for spirit, like spirit work. Um, I find that white is really good. And what I like to do is you can dress the inside of the candle. Like you can poke holes in it with a skewer and put some oil and herbs in there if you want to. I don't even necessarily always do that. I will cleanse the candle with usually some incense, or I also really like rosemary bundles, cedar bundles. Um, you can use Florida water. Um, I've also heard that rue is a really good, um, I've never used that one personally, but I've heard that it's really good for cleansing. And then you want to make a sigil. Now, I don't have any videos on sigil work, but um, I will put a video down below that will help you kind of learn how to make a sigil. Really easy stuff. And then you want to draw with like a Sharpie or permanent marker on the outside of that candle. Um, usually the candles are in like a glass, tall like glass container. So you want to draw on that glass your sigil. And then set your intention for your spirit guides, you know, also make sure that you set intention for like only the, the spirits that are like in alignment with me for the good of everybody involved. You know, you don't want to invite some shit in there that you don't want. So, um, you know, make sure you really set a good intention for what you are asking for and then just light that candle. And whenever like, you know, it is a candle that is given in gratitude for your spiritual team. And whenever you are home or can have some time to have it lit, just keep lighting it until it burns out on its own. And don't ever blow it out. When you blow out candles, typically, unless you're a chaos witch and you believe differently, um, typically you don't want to blow out a candle. You want to snuff it out. Blowing out candles usually carries the intention of cancel. Like, I don't want this. Cancel it. 
Um, but if you snuff out the candle, this is, I'm saving it for later. I'm coming, I'm going to come back to it. So you always want to like snuff out the candle and then, you know, just keep lighting it until it eventually during a light session, it will, you won't be able to, uh, it will go out on its own basically. Um, and then just see what happens, you know, record your findings, see if any synchronicities popped up. If you feel like you felt the presence of your spiritual team, if they communicated with you in any way. Um, I find that that's just a really beautiful way to honor them and to open yourself to more of that communication. It's kind of showing a little bit more discipline and not that your spiritual team needs you to be so disciplined, but I feel like it shows more of a, Hey, I really want this connection. So I'm going to keep doing this practice for you. So um, that was just the last little tidbit I wanted to share with y'all. And that's going to conclude this episode. I I feel like I covered a lot of information very quickly. Like, I feel like I talked really fast for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I am out of breath and I'm like, why did I shout into the microphone so quickly and not like breathe? But that is what I have for y'all. I hope this episode was information packed and you have a little bit more confidence to go on with your bad self, do some candle magic. And uh, I will talk to you all again next Tuesday. I love you so much, my beautiful little pumpkins. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.